0: Happy February. Um, Welcome to the comments cast. Second one of uh, 2016. Uh, Been a gap. I mean, I just basically have nothing to talk about. There's no point doing a podcast. Um, Doing a podcast today because if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you'll probably uh, have heard the news that... um, defy media took the decision to close game trailers today game trailers r.i.p um which is very you know it's a huge thing huge thing for me in in several ways i mean obviously if you you know if you're listening to this the chances are you are you found me or we found each other through game trailers uh whether it be invisible walls or annoyed gamer Or one of the GTTV segments or one of the E3 specials that I did. And as of now, that site is no more. I mean, it may sit in the ether, in the vastness of the webitude, and people can access the content. But there's no guarantee that'll happen, because obviously it'll take up a lot of bandwidth, but there's no new content. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty brutal day. I mean, for me, it's a brutal day because of my memories and my experiences and my time there. It's doubly brutal for those amazing people who stayed with GT, uh, on the staff side after the split from Viacom and have poured their heart and soul into keeping the site going at a vastly reduced budget, um, working their butts off. Who basically I'm I'm led to understand got a few hours' notice to say Oh, by the way, you're out of a job. Now I'm um, waiting for confirmation on that, but if that's the case, that's fucking shoddy, uh, and those guys and girls deserve way, way, way better. Um, I mean, they've been producing some you know really good content over the years. Over the last couple of years. I mean, since, like I said, the handover and a lot of people left or were made redundant by Defy after Viacom sold GT up the river. And I'll get to that. There's a rant coming. I have issues. Hell, anybody who follows me on Twitter or anybody who knows me knows I have fucking issues. But I'm on my second large glass of scotch. Tonight the filters are set to off. So uh as I take another sl- sip of Glen uh just a Glamorange twelve, nothing too extravagant. I got a big ass bottle before Christmas and I've almost finished it. Things like two liters. Uh not that I'm a huge drinker. Um not a smoker anymore. One month and one day clean. Still fucking hate it um yeah gonna be a rambling episode sorry guys at least i took the uh i took the precautions of writing a pseudo script and by script i mean a bunch of fucking bullet points of things i want to talk about so first thing i'm going to do is i mean i was familiar with gt obviously from the pr side when i was a pr scumbag uh at vivendi in particular um and, you know, some of my time at Nova Logic. But yeah, I did a lot of good work with the guys there. As a PR guy when I was doing Fear and um the Fear Expansion Packs and whatever else I launched. Such a long fucking time ago. Shit. Eleven years ago and I can't remember. uh but obviously, you know, GT and GT T V were synonymous then. It was the T V show on the website and um Year one of the VGAs happened, and Fear won Best Shooter, which was awesome, although we got jipped out of a trophy. Uh, because time was running short, apparently. But yeah, after I left Vivendi, I tootled around for a little bit. Um, ended up doing my own web show on a couple of other sites, including, you know, one called Gamers, original title, What A. Eh? Um, and then Annoy Gamer, um, and Shane Satterfield, uh, I called him up because I knew they were looking for people. Uh, actually, for the for the TV show. But uh, they'd actually just hired the the stellar crew that they had there. Um, and let's face it, I'm too fucking ugly for TV. But I'm okay for the internet. But he invited me in to do Invisible Walls. And it was, I don't know what, four, three, four episodes in that, that uh, Grumpy McGrump came to play and it took off from there and i'll always be grateful always be grateful to to shane for inviting me in and you know ryan and those guys for making me feel so welcome um and you know i was on every couple of weeks at first it was every fortnight you know i turn up with a topic or they'd ask my opinion and i'd swear because that's what smart people do apparently smart creative people's fucking swear all the surveys say so so yeah uh and you guys liked me you guys and girls and folks and peoples you liked what i had to say not all of you a lot of you fucking hated me still do so good luck to you on that um but yeah twice a week became every week every week became me doing the editing and the producing which involved me setting up uh, you know the the topics for the week liaising with the teams and you know it's uh it was a fun time there was a lot going on we would always run over and this was back in the days when it was audio only you know we didn't go video for a long time um i think it was episode 200 was it 200 we went i know we did the live episode for 200 and that was a bunch of fun that was good that was when the <laughs> invisible walls rap debuted oh you should look that up it's it, it's uh i i think it's safe to say that uh we will never get our own version of straight Outta compton the movie version straight out of game trailers will never occur and that's probably a good thing but it was fun to do but the great thing about GT was that you know we, we wrote it everybody in and you know so we tried to have a different team every week I mean there was obviously the um, the regulars of myself Shane and Ryan but the rest of the team would you know hop in and out and let's face it those guys were working their balls off um, they were really busting ass doing reviews and previews and writing scripts and capturing footage and everything else and then on top of that, coming in to do IW and talk about stuff. But we had some great guests. Um, we had the late, great Um, who was a fantastic chap. Uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, we had PR people in to talk about their games. We had devs in. Um It's funny. I did obviously I W for two years, then I left because I had to go and do a corporate job. I had to make some money because I mean let's let's face it let's let's make no fucking you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll no illusions here. The pay was shit. It is on the internet. You're on the internet. The pay is shit, and I know you know. I had a couple of raises over the years but a couple of hundred bucks a week for, you know, I was not going to pay the bills so I had to go and do the PR job and I went to Ignition. And Ignition was eight or nine months of pure hell. But I got to come back to GT with uh, Jared Gerritsen formerly of Zombie, when we talked about Blacklight Tango Down. And I got to bring him on to GT. And that was fun. Um, and then, you know, when... I left Ignition because it was murdering what was left of my soul because that company had some great staff but was run by a bunch of fucking morons. Uh, Shane and uh, GT welcomed me back with open arms and I'll always, again, be grateful for that. And it was always good. I mean, you know, we try to change it up every now and again. We went to video. We went through several different filming locations, several different rooms, uh, a couple of buildings in fact. And, you know, but on the whole, we had a blast. Sometimes it was like pulling teeth, especially on the down weeks where there was not much to talk about, but there was a good crew and, you know, we had some banter. We had some arguments, uh, <laughs> fallout new Vegas was always a, was a, was a favorite of mine. And, uh, the Resident Evil arguments, again, mostly between me and Shane, were always uh, high points, I think, for people. And, you know, after that return, um, you know, the popularity increased. We had some, you know, really good numbers. And, you know, Shane spoke to Powers That Be and they decided to, you know, they gave me a Night Gamer. Or they put, you know, I well, I had a Night Gamer, but they gave a Night Gamer a chance. And... It went on air and you got a double dose of me hell you got three to, three times a dose of me sometimes with uh you know liaising with michael pachter and you know just some of the specials we do i mean i think the thing that set uh that sort of like said there was a market for Night gamer was the uh, first e3 special i did which was so well edited those guys did a great job the camera crew was fantastic. Megan Rook, Harald, everybody so well. Love that girl to bits. She's a girl, she's a grown woman and I don't mean to be condescending, but I'm an old man. And Megan, Matt, I miss seeing you guys on a regular basis. Um, Yeah. Um, You know, that went down really well with you guys. Everybody, you know, tuned in and everybody liked that somebody was getting the alternate to E3. Somebody was not getting the corporate spin and somebody was bouncing around in a fucking moon uh, moon bounce castle type thing and uh, i ripped the ea booth to shreds not literally of course figuratively and it was just it was fun and then annoyed gamer came and it was just being aired on a wednesday and the figures were weren't too bad um and you know we we tootled along and we were doing iw and then christmas came and shane left and that was a that was a a blow. I mean it was a you know, always is when a, a leader of a team departs and things moved on though. They do. Um Jeremy Hoffman, Rowan Reeves took over a night gamer as the my producers and moved it to a Saturday and you know, gimme perhaps give me the direction perhaps I needed because I wasn't really perhaps getting that much beforehand and I think that's when a night gamer hit its stride. Um, But I think that's when IW uh, Invisible Walls kind of had some ups and downs because, you know, was I hosting? Was Ryan hosting? And we had some, you know, some ups and downs, but again, some great, great episodes. Obviously sticking on the IW tip, the one that will stand out to a lot of people, and the one that reared its so unattractive head a couple of days ago, in fact, thanks to some muppet at crack.com who uh, basically gave 100% validation to the whole concept that 98% of internet journalists are fucking tools who can't fucking research any fucking thing that uh, is put in front of them. Uh, Some twat did a uh, top 10 games we won't get sequels to and the stupid reasons why. And, of course, the Phil Fish debacle came in at number three. Uh, And the fucking ass muppet who wrote it didn't do any research. Much like a lot of the fucking media at the time. But I got to give love to the GT team for standing by me. They stood by me. They knew where I was coming from. And they totally let me, you know, they let me back in the house, which was good. I mean, you know, most pussified companies would not even stand by any of their, uh, you know, their freelancers when they do something like that. Because I was always a freelancer. And look, I, uh, you know, a couple of years later, I still stand by what I said. I mean, it was uh, perhaps not the best way to say it, but the reasons for it I still think were valid and were still brushed over by a lot of fucking media people who are now unemployed, which is nice because they can fuck off, (laughs) says the guy who's also unemployed and doing a podcast by himself. But I'm actually, uh, I have reasons for staying unemployed right now Um, that I will talk about probably in about six to eight weeks. Uh, Don't get excited, nothing major from your perspective but major from mine but yeah the fish debacle Uh, but a night gamer was ticking along and you know I had some good episodes of that I mean the the episode I talked about depression was always good and GT backed me and when I talked about the um, oh shit you know I had my own missteps when I talked about the bros v hoes thing uh, on God of War 3 I admit, I jumped on a bandwagon. It was a stupid bandwagon because I was making a mountain out of a molehill. I jumped on the bandwagon. I was still eternally sorry for that. But when I went after Kotaku and Sega and EA and a lot of other companies, EA, uh, uh, game trailers backed me. Jeremy Hoffman backed me. Rohan Reeves backed me. That was my product. Were, they were my producers. They're the ones who went to the powers of beer, said, has he said anything wrong? Hey, EA, why are you bitching? Has he said anything wrong? And when EA couldn't back that up with, oh, this is inaccurate, they po- they were politely told to go F themselves in the A. In so many words. But those guys backed me. And that's rare. And that's, you know, why I always have love and respect for those guys. And, you know, look, I mean, I've got to be on TV every now and again as well. I mean, if you're in L.A., you might have seen me on NBC and Fox 11. But, you know, I got to turn up on GTTV. They even did a 10-second annoyed gamer a couple of times. Oh, it was like fart and you miss it. Um, But, yeah, um, I remember the, I think it was the, the first time I did GTTV. That was a fun one. I thought Jeff would never want me back on the show because I spent, half the recorded time talking about his Bill Cosby-esque sweater I mean it was a world-class Cosby sweater circa 1980 and it came from GT wardrobe or Viacom wardrobe and MTV wardrobe whatever you want to say he took it in good grace but I never thought I'd be let near that production again although the second time I was invited back it was for one of the um pre-E3, pre you know, the E3 previews that that we did every year. And that was always fun. The E3 previews, the, the um, VGA previews. But yeah, the, the, this one I was invited to. And as I was coming into the office, the old Game tra- Trailer's offices at uh, MTV, uh, to get in, you had to flash, you know, you had to activate the security card thing, card reader, swipe it, and then open this th- thick door with no glass, glass in it at all. So you couldn't see if somebody was the other side. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. My dog was uh, interjecting his two cents. Yeah, so you couldn't see if anybody was coming down the stairs to open it. And that morning, I swiped my card. And as I was opening the door, some poor girl from, um, I think it was Spike Digital, came through the other side and caught me. The door went into my skull and cut my head open. Hit me so hard that I can't actually remember much about what, I was asked for that episode. But, of course, I didn't realize that I was, you know, anything was, was wrong. So I was like, oh, I'm okay, I'm fine. I went upstairs to makeup and got politely told that I had blood dripping down my forehead. And I still have a scar uh, because this thing had just knocked seven bells out of me. So, yeah, I went, recorded, don't know what I rem- what I said. It couldn't have been that good because when it came to air, there was quite literally three seconds of me saying one thing, I think, about Sony. And the rest of it was gone, so it must have been fucking bigger gibberish than usual. But again, it was just fun to record that stuff. See all the people who were coming in from various sites. I mean, you know, Chad, uh, Chad Gonsalmo, Mike McWhirter, uh, Andrea Renee, all those guys coming in and, you know, we were talking about games. And it was fun. It was a glorious time. It was fun. Um, and, yeah, i got to be on a few GTTVs, uh, you know, And that's another one that's gone by the by. And, you know, all of these things have gone by the by. Not because they weren't popular. Not because they weren't good. But because of Viacom. Viacom Inc. The multinational fucking wank shite. And now I'm going to kick into a rant. Because Viacom and Spike Digital... And MTV can line up to suck my sweaty ball sack. Never do anything for those fuckers again. Uh, The guys who ran GT worked their asses off. Good people. Once you got above that level, once you went to a corporate level, bunch of monumental wankers. MTV New York, go fuck yourselves. Didn't know how to fucking execute anything. Didn't know how to get sponsors for Invisible Walls, for Annoyed Gamer, for Pack Attack, for anything, because the salespeople and I, you know, I'm quoting here. This is what I was told. Despite being, you know, providing the salespeople with fucking written things talking about what game trailers was and what the shows were about, they couldn't fucking understand it because they were going to pepsi and coke and mountain dew and whatever and they couldn't know how to to present this stuff so that the shows weren't getting funded the site wasn't getting really you know a good variety of ads and they didn't you know there's zero fucking marketing the marketing was so you know the marketing person they, they she tried her best but she got fucking screwed at every turn and when, you know, Viacom cuts the fucking strings and said, oh, we're selling you off to Defy, I mean, the writing was on the wall because that that fucking company, Viacom, they fucked game trailers down the years. Oh, look, you have to use the Viacom video tra- player. It's fucking shit. Well, the Viacom site has to be done this way, and game trailers has to be done this way. No, your site's fucking shit. I mean, they were coming to GT to produ- to get the staff there to produce shit for everybody else, for Comedy Central and for all these other sites because they couldn't fuck. You know, their own fucking staff was so moronic and backwards and inept and spent so much time with their heads up other people's fucking asses that they didn't know what they were doing. And the game trailers crew, who were busting ass, putting in ten, fifteen, twenty-hour days, especially around E3, for zero extra money, and were Pulling in the great numbers were getting shafted continually. Because the powers that be weren't couldn't see it. And this was the this was the problem with the heads of game trailers at the time. And I'm you know, I'm not talking about editorial, I'm talking above editorial. They were happy in their little cocoon. They wouldn't sell GT as it needed to be sold. That site was ahead of the fucking curve. Look at YouTube. Look at fucking Twitch. Game trailers was doing that shit. Ten fucking years ago, and because there were people in there who were like, "Well, I'm actually a TV producer, or I'm actually a so and so so and so. I'm a you know I'm an exec producer." They didn't understand it. They didn't understand games. They didn't understand what the fuck they were doing. They were just there to suck cock and have stuff on a business card that says "exec producer, Viacom, MTV Networks." And shit, look, I don't give a shit. I am adept at burning bridges. I don't like how they treated their staff, and there was some weakness in the leadership positions. And then, of course, they fucking sold GT and uh, to defy media, frying and pan and fucking fire. A lot of people like defy media. Not one of them. I went to GT. You know, went back to defy to to see the GT crew. Obviously, you know, I did a thing. Uh, you know, we did. Uh, um a gt live with those guys or whatever it was called and while it was fantastic to see the crew it's a bunch of fucking ass of a of a management structure and again burning bridges would never get a job with defy do not give zero fucks because defy bought it because they wanted the brand and then they couldn't figure out what to do with it and then they understaffed everybody and under fucking financed them so you know despite brandon and elise and bloodworth And all those guys in Huba... All working their asses off. They were pissing into a fucking hurricane. And the games industry is worse off today. Because GT is not around. The The game trailers that... Especially that vintage of sort of like 2009... 2012... That was vintage. That was a good time. Kept a lot of people honest. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got now, I mean, and like it's been tough for game trailers over the years, any of the last couple of years anyway, with, with the crew, like I said, being underfunded. But now you've got the big conglomerate sites who won't say boo to a fucking goose. And then at the far, at the other end of the spectrum, you've got the likes of Kotaku who'll make shit up. And you got nobody really keeping it real. And look, some of you will correct me. I mean, look, Game um, Game Informer, I think does a bang-up job, but Gamespot, IGN, I got nothing. Look, I know a lot of guys who work at those various sites got nothing but love for them, but they wouldn't have fucking hired me and let me do a Night no Gamer. Disclaimer or no disclaimer at the front, saying that these views do not, you know, my views do not necessarily, reg you know, are not necessarily those of game trailers or whatever. I mean, Giant Bomb is part, you know, it's not what it was. Games Media is in a fucking ropey place right now. And then there's YouTube. You know, let's look at YouTube. At least, you know, when we were doing stuff on game trailers, we were bound by a set of fucking rules. Now it's a case of, oh, I'll talk about your game, how much you paying me. 90% of YouTubers, fucking crooked. 10% good people trying to do what they do and trying to make some money out of it. Same as the Instagrammers. I mean, that's the fucking same thing. 10 grand for me to post about your new penis extension. FCC needs to be looking into this shit. Just saying. And this is the problem. This is why, you know, I mean, I'm not as much in love with games as I used to be because everything's just gone to shit. You've got extremely corporate on one side, You've got fucking rampant shills on the other, I mean overt shills, with no credibility, no experience. That's just a fucking mess. Ugh. Let's pause for a second. Time for more scotch, and I'll be right back. Anyway, I was I got randy. Cheers, by the way. God bless Glamour Angie, because I'm out of. Bend that in, but yeah, I remember the game trailers crew busting ass, much like a lot of other sites do. I mean, you know, they'd come down for E3 and they'd have their war rooms in their hotels or their rooms or whatever. And the game trailers crew were kind of fucked in that they would record, you know, go and see shit all day at the show floor for E3 and then bust ass to Santa Monica to write stuff, post stuff, record videos, record voiceovers those guys were putting in so many hours and they just worked so hard and they love what they did I mean shit the the, uh, the amount of work I saw Mike Damiani put in into his Zelda stuff and Brandon I mean you know the retrospectives and game trailers I mean it give us pack attack angry video game nerd hey ash what you playing screw attack those guys all started through GT and they've gone on to amazing things because they're amazing people. And when Viacom stopped backing GT to do that stuff, that was the, the beginning of the end. And I think GT has touched a lot of people in a lot of ways. And that's a good thing. And I think everybody who's worked at GT can be proud of that. And I'm going to sort of like do a little roll call. And if I miss, if I missed out a name, I apologize. But, you know, I'm on my third scotch. But Shane, Ryan, Bloodworth, Damiani, Brooks, Justin, Rohan, Jeremy, Megan, Matt, Pack, Bosman, Jeff, Andrea, Brandon, Mike, and then the behind the scenes team, Simone, Bobby, Marco, Stephanie, Francesca. All these amazing people. Rob Manuel. I mean, these amazing people who've come into my life because of GT and I consider them friends. And they've gone on to do so many different things. Shane's obviously doing Sifted. And Jeremy Hoffman is now in North Carolina. So is Rohan Rivas working for, you know, Boss Key and uh, and Epic Games. And they're doing great stuff. Some have gone on to work, you know, for League of Legends. Um, I mean, there are people who, like I said, are now out of jobs today. I mean, from our side, we were producing stuff that you guys talked about, you guys liked or hated, and we were sort of like, may not be making a difference, but we were coming into your lives via your computer screens once a week, twice a week, three or four times a week, who knows? And we were doing stuff that we really loved doing. And it sounds, you know, maybe it it does sound kind of rock and roll. Rock and roll a la 1970s. And it kind of was. But things, things stop, things turn to dust and things move on. And I remember, I remember so many good things. And look, the time when the time came for me to leave, the right thing was on the wall. We knew, I knew, Viacom wasn't backing GT as it should. I wanted to do more than just IW and a an night gamer, and it was kind of tough. I got sick of trying to find a rant every week, and that's no disrespect, like I said to my production crew and the producers, because they they understood. And I w you know, it had its moment, and then, never quite the same. It was kind of struggling to figure itself out after that. And I left it a good time. I just don't like to see what's happened to some people since, and what and how some of them have been treated, especially today. Ugh. Yeah. So um, I put the call out on social media, on the Facebook and the Twitter and asked, what were your favorite memories uh, of game trailers? Because this is obviously a dark day, but it's also a celebration of what a fantastic achievement game trailers was and how it did. You know, they were doing video long before everybody else. And, you know, what was achieved. And so I'm just going to pop... just some of the the comments from first of all the facebook page um i mean some of them are really cool and just silly i mean people loving iw uh somebody said if it wasn't for gt he would never have found his man crush mr beer uh which is kind of creepy but very affectionately taken um People talking about Invisible Walls again. Retrospectives. Retrospectives obviously gets a lot. Now I'm going to switch the the Twitter feed and um, some of the things people saying. Jack Trenton tossing the mic when he meant to drop the mic after his uh, post E3 press conference interview. Uh, The oldest, whitest version of mic drop ever. Uh, some of you have been very kind saying about when a annoyed gamer arrived on GT and they watched every episode and thank you for that. Um, blowfish has got, I mean, this is coming from my social media account, so I'm guessing there's a little bias there. So the blowfish episode, um, Steven East says when he had his question answered during the XCOM Q and a session on invisible walls, a long time ago. Um, Rodrigo Fides, and I apologize if I mispronounced that. Michael Huber's genuine reaction to Shenmue 3 being announced. I think uh, I think he wet himself, didn't he? Um, Cal Bosman. You know, man-ups. Me and Shane going at it, talking about Fallout 3 and my Xbox One launch event rant. Uh, me and Shane fighting about Resident Evil 6. A lot of, you know, recurring theme here. Um, discovering Screw Attack and Hey Ash, What You Play In. Again, fantastic. Another one for Resident Evil. Um, the in-depth, amazing E3 coverage. Um, that was always, like I said, fantastic. And so much respect to the crew for what they did for that. Um, somebody was nice enough to say when it, me and Michael Pachter got drunk on the boat cruise and... We did our end of year retrospective. That was also a fun one. Uh, yeah, I mean, people, you know, talking about Montium when he came on and how a lot of people found Montium for the first time. That was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good time. It's a good time, and I can only hope that there is justice in the world. The karma is kind to those who've busted their ass at game trailers over the last couple of years and who got the shaft today. That their talent is recognized, that they find gigs that, that truly appreciate their skill set. Um, And look, I mean, I want to toss this out there that Daniel Bloodworth got married this weekend. So he's in Florida right now. Oh, I think he just arrived back to find out he's out of a job. So feel free to find him on Twitter and tweet him his congratulations on him tying the knot with his lovely bride and commiserations. And find all those guys. Find them on on Twitter or whatever. Stay in touch with them. They're good people. And so here concludeth my game trailer's retrospective rant reminiscence. It was the best of times It was the worst of times? as uh, a wise person once wrote. And the best of times vastly outweighed the worst. So if you have a glass, raise it. And uh, with apologies to Shane, I'm going to steal his catchphrase for a goodbye to Game Trailers, because ladies and gentlemen, com is up and out. <laughs> Much love to them so yeah that's your no comments cast episode no comments allowed episode four today god knows when the next one will be we've got a couple of games releases coming out um far cry primal i think i'll be doing my day one thoughts on that uh because i'm a i'm a fan of the far cry franchise and like to see what they've done with that so that'll probably be the next one unless something else comes up um yeah You know where to find me, at Annoyed Gamer, at No Comments Cast, at Annoyed Gamer on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Marcus Beer on Facebook. There's a page. And, yeah, find those GT people that you loved. Say hi. Send them some good thoughts, eh? We out.